In today's show, the Bitcoin price taps $21,300 ahead of Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop. Bitcoin is on crucial support, and I generally don't want to see it sub $21,000. And if we do break $21,800, add on an acceleration towards $23,000 plus are likely to expect. And quoting Bitcoin consensus, if Bitcoin breaks below $20,800 in the coming days with large volume, it is likely to continue to test the June lows at the $18,000 range, the $21,000 level will become an epic resistance zone. And quoting Prince Philip of Serbia, kids need to understand what Bitcoin is about. You're damn right. Also in today's show, $1 billion crypto fund moving into Bitcoin and to Ethereum rivals as one major risk emerges, says CIO. That's right. The chief investment officer of Valkyrie Investments says that the crypto asset manager is turning to flight to safety assets such as Bitcoin as the merge approaches. Also in today's show, Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin explains how crypto payments can be adopted by the masses. Quoting him here, people continue to underrate how often cryptocurrency payments are superior, not even because of censorship resistance, but just because they are so much more convenient, big boost to international business and charity, and sometimes even payments within countries. Also in today's show, new low incoming for Bitcoin warns analysts who called the 2018 Bitcoin bottom and shares his target, quoting smart contractor here, my God, that was fast. Probably not interested in buying any Bitcoin until it makes a new low below $17,000 now. That chart is ugly as hell. Also in today's show, MasterCard CEO says credit card giant is working with Binance to enable customers to make crypto payments. When it comes to crypto adoption, this is a pretty big deal. MasterCard's going to let Binance users spend Bitcoin at 90 million plus stores around the world. And quoting the MasterCard CEO, Michael Maybach, we can unlock the full potential of blockchain technology once we make it easier to access plus easier to use. One way we do that is by bringing crypto to everyday purchases. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Here at Crypto News Alerts, I drop a brand new episode every single day. And I also start doing a $50 Bitcoin giveaway every day beginning August 1st of this month. And this month is almost up. So I just want to say FYI, this promotion will end end of the month, giving you one final week to take advantage of this promotion. And the winner from the previous episode is Adam2. Congratulations. You just won $50 in Bitcoin. He wrote the following comment, 1 million per Bitcoin. Yes, please. But for now, I would settle for the $50 giveaway, which incidentally would be worth $2,250 when Bitcoin hits a cool 1 million per coin. You make a great point. So hodl and be sure to post your Bitcoin address on the about me section of your YouTube channel so I can send it to you. And congrats again. And to qualify to win $50 in tomorrow's $50 Bitcoin giveaway, just make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Will Smith, that like button and drop a comment below. And a comment will be selected as the winner in tomorrow's episode. I wish you the best of luck. All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. This is podcast.
podcast episode number 1028, and I'm your host, JV. Now, Bitcoin fell to daily lows on August 26th as market nerves heightened into new macro triggers. Here you're checking out the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart, which is currently looking pretty bearish. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView showed Bitcoin dipping to 21,300 on Bitstamp ahead of fresh commentary from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Now, part of the Fed Jackson Holds Annual Symposium, Powell was set to deliver a speech on the day that speculators hope would provide new cues on economic policy moving forward. With U.S. CPI inflation slowing since June, interest remained high over the extent of key interest rate hikes in September. And summarizing the current economic situation in the U.S., macro analyst David Hunter argued that the Fed would have no choice but to change course before the end of the year. Quoting him right here, many signs were in a recession with the economy continuing to decelerate. Composite PMIs at 45, housing rolling over fast, retail is weak, labor conditions are deteriorating, overseas is even worse, and inflation is rolling over and likely will surprise on the downside. Fed will pause this fall. However, according to the CME Group's FedWatch tool, a majority still favored a repeat of July 75 basis point rise, which you can see here. Quoting material indicators, we often see an increase in volatility just before Fed announcements, but that may be limited if some of the near-range liquidity doesn't get cleared out. Now, an accompanying chart showed buy and sell levels on the Binance order book, which you can see here. These strengthening closer to spot at the time of this recording, reducing the potential for a breakout and continuing, Keith Allen nonetheless predicted that an end of the sideways price action a recent days would have to enter. Quitting him here, PA will be forced to make a directional move out of the microstructure very soon. Normally, I would be eager to scalp the volatility that usually front runs Jay Powell's conference, might consider scalping a breakout above the 50 moving average. And on the topic of price targets, Mikhail Vende Pop flagged 21,000 as a key level to hold in the event of additional downside. So retesting 21,800 on the other hand, could result in a breakout above 23K. Quitting him here, Bitcoin is boring as we anticipate reactions based on tomorrow's news. Overall, on a support block now and tomorrow can result in fakeouts. Testing 21,800 will likely result in acceleration to 23,200, crucial to stay above 21K. And he updated us here, Bitcoin on crucial support, and I generally don't want to see it sub 21,000 despite fakeouts today on the events. If we do break 21,800, add-on and acceleration towards 23,000 plus are likely to expect. And quitting Bitcoin consensus, if Bitcoin breaks below 20,800 in the coming days with large volume, it is likely to continue to test the June lows at the 18,000 range, the $21,000 level will become an epic resistance zone. Let me know if you agree or disagree with these crypto analysts and quoting Prince Philip of Serbia, kids need to understand what Bitcoin is about. Preach. They should be teaching this to schools across the world, no doubt. And before I break down next story of the day, $1 billion crypto fund moving into Bitcoin and to Ethereum rivals as one major risk emerges, says CIO. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. As you can see, all the major cryptos are currently correcting. And in the red, with Bitcoin down about a half a percent for the day, maintaining just above $21,500. We have Ether down 2%, trading under $1,700, while Binance Coin, Solana, Polkadot, and Avalanche all correcting. And in the red, while XRP and Cardano are pumping and in the green. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. The chief investment officer of Valkyrie Investments says that the crypto asset manager is turning to flight to safety assets such as Bitcoin as the merge approaches and the tentative release date for the merge is September 15th, a couple of weeks away, right around the corner. In a new interview with Bloomberg Technology, Valkyrie CIO Steve McClurg says that as Ethereum prepares to transition to a proof of stake consensus in September, the crypto asset manager is exiting all of its positions and the 
the second largest digital asset. That's right. He says Valkyrie, which has about a billion dollars in assets under management, is moving its funds to Bitcoin and other smart contract blockchains such as Avalanche and Zilliqa, quitting them here. Right now, Bitcoin is really the flight to safety for a lot of our funds. Some of the more established proof of stake protocols are also a great place to be. Places like Avalanche and Zilliqa, so we are really moving out of anything that has too much exposure to ETH right now until we see this merge sometime in the middle of September and into some of the safer, larger crypto protocols. Now, McClurg says that Ethereum's upgrade to a proof of stake consensus comes with trade-offs that could pose major risks to investors. As warned here, I don't necessarily think a move to proof of stake is a great thing for Ethereum in the short run. In the long run, it might actually work out, but the Ethereum network is actually more secure as proof of work. What really makes Bitcoin the most secure network is a long period of time through proof of work where essentially you have computers or validators that are validating transactions all over the world in a decentralized manner. And when you move to proof of stake, that really falls into the hands of a few. He makes a great point. And the CIO also says that Ethereum security after the merge will have to prove itself before investors hodling large amounts of funds on the network can feel safe as shared here. But in terms of how Ethereum goes, the security will need to be seen. How's that going to work out? Because we really think that if you're holding a million dollars plus NFT and you are relying on the Ethereum network and it's changing right now, that may not be a great place to be right now. He makes a great point. And to watch this entire interview he did entitled Bitcoin Strategist Sees Chart Signaling, Another Drawdown, check the show notes below the video in the description. And speaking of Ethereum, before I break down next story of the day, Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin explains how crypto payments can be adopted by the masses. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap sitting above that $1 trillion milestone with about $65 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 39.7% with the ETH dominance at 19.5%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Theta Fuel up 7%, trading at 6.7 cents, followed by Synthetics up almost 7%, trading at $3.20, followed by XRP up about 3%, trading at 35.7 cents. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, you can see a mix of red and green. We have Luna Classic up 43%, EOS up 31.5%, and Atom up 22 0.3%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we are currently rated a 27 out of 100 in fear. Yesterday, a 25 in extreme fear. Last week, a 33. And last month, a 28 in fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That can be a great buying opportunity, aka BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Ethereum creator Vitalik says he considers crypto assets to be a superior form of making payments compared to mainstream alternatives. I agree with that. Let me know your thoughts below. The 28-year-old programmer says that using digital coins for payments doesn't just deter censorship. It is also a more convenient method for international remittances and business deals based on his personal experiences. Quitting him here, people continue to underrate how often cryptocurrency payments are superior, not even because of censorship resistance, but just because they are much more convenient, big boost to international business and charity, and sometimes even payments within countries. He makes a great point because to prove it, go try to send a wire to somebody at your local bank. Here in Puerto Rico, it's a two to three hour process without fail each and every time. So I dread walking into a bank where I can just plug in my crypto device and send some crypto easily and effortlessly and without permission and during the weekend, after hours, 
it is what it is. There's no comparison whatsoever. Now, Buterin says that he uses digital assets to support charities and academic organizations that otherwise had limited or no connection to crypto assets. As he shares here, I have used crypto to give grants to medium-sized charities and otherwise unconnected to crypto academic orgs, not to orgs that the average person would have heard of, but still significant stuff outside of the crypto bubble. And he says that the non-discriminatory and fair character of crypto, a concept known as credible neutrality, can drive more people into using digital assets for buying goods and services. Quoting him again here, I do think that the adoption and integrations that make crypto actually usable for semi-mainstream international payments ultimately depends on its credible neutrality, which censorship resistance is a part of. Now, Buterin's comments comes as credit card company MasterCard and crypto exchange Binance partner to enable more people to use their digital assets for purchases, which I will be covering in great detail towards the end of the show. So stay tuned. The two companies just launched the Binance card in Argentina in a bid to see widespread adoption of crypto payments. And before I break down next way of the day, new low incoming for Bitcoin warns analysts who called the 2018 Bitcoin bottom and shares his target. As well as I share with you this breaking news, MasterCard CEO says credit card giant working with Binance to enable customers to make crypto payments at 90 million plus stores around the world. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 1,200 plus videos right here on my YouTube channel. And to qualify to win $50 in tomorrow's $50 Bitcoin giveaway, just make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Will Smith that like button and drop a comment below and a comment will be selected as the winner on tomorrow's show. And of course, you can follow me all across all the major podcasts and platforms from Spotify, home of the Joe Rogan Experience, to Apple's iTunes and all across social media from crypto Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, Instagram and TikTok. So wherever you at, be sure to plug in and follow me there. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. A widely followed crypto analyst and trader is expressing short-term bearish sentiment for the leading digital asset, the King Crypto. BTC, synonymous analyst, smart contractor, tells its 210,000 Twitter followers the Bitcoin is set to hit a new low, after which it will spark a rally. Quitting him here on crypto Twitter on the lower time frames, I think we have at least another new low to come before we see any kind of relief bounce for BTC. And in this chart, it shows you Bitcoin hitting a low of around that $20,500 area before bouncing back to above $23,500. And this was in response to his previous tweets, which read, not sure why this count on Bitcoin didn't come to me sooner, probably because the structure was informed yet, but it does look like the rise from the lows on Bitcoin can still be an ABC with C as an ending diagonal. Obviously, this isn't ideal and would indicate a new low on the horizon. And he continues, my God, that was fast. Probably not interested in buying any Bitcoin until it makes a new low below $17,000. Now, that chart is ugly as hell. So according to the trader's charts, Bitcoin can drop to just above $20,000 based on Fibonacci retracement levels and the Elliott wave theory. The crypto analyst shows that Bitcoin is about to complete the fifth wave of its main trend, after which it will start a correctional move upwards in a three-wave pattern upon hitting the 0.618 Fibonacci retracement level. The Elliott wave theory states that the main trend of an asset's price moves in a five-wave pattern, while its subtrend, which is a correctional move, it occurs in a three-wave pattern. Fibonacci retracement levels are a method of technical analysis, which I often share here on the channel, determining an asset support and resistance levels based on the famed Fibonacci number sequence. And out of all the indicators, it's absolutely one of my favorite, and in my opinion, one of the most accurate. Now, Smart Contractor says that once Bitcoin reaches its downside target of around 20,500, it can then go up by double digit percentage points, as he shares here, looking for one more low on Bitcoin. And I 
I'd be happy to long for a 10 to 15% or so move up. The 0.618 Fibonacci is slightly lower at 20,500. So that seems logical. Now for a throwback tweet he shared where he nailed the bottom. The only time the entire bear market I called bottoms. If you're going to do it, do it once, do it right and do it six months in advance. Referring to his tweet from June 23rd in 2018, he wrote, I'm calling a bottom at exactly $3,200 with a $200 leeway either side. We'll retweet the ish out of this. When it happens, we hit a low of around $3,200. So bada boom, bada bing. He nailed it. And now let's break down our final story of the day. The chief executive officer of MasterCard says that the credit card giant is teaming up with digital asset exchange Binance to boost crypto payments for everyday purchases. Mass Bitcoin adoption. Let's go. CEO Michael Maybach says that financial services company is working with the world's largest crypto exchange by volume to enable people to use their digital coins when purchasing from stores that accept MasterCard. Quoting him here, we can unlock the full potential of blockchain technology when we make it easier to access plus easier to use. One way we do that is by bringing crypto to everyday purchases. And as pointed out here in this tweet, we're talking about 90 plus million stores around the world. Bitcoin game theory in full effect. And if MasterCard adopts this, do you think Visa wants to be left behind or American Express? Let's go. Now, my box statement comes as MasterCard and Binance launched the Binance card in Argentina, mass crypto adoption in Latin America as well. Bring it. The card will allow Binance users in the country who have completed identity verification with a valid national ID to make purchases and pay bills with cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin and the Binance coin BNB. And as previously stated by MasterCard in a press release, users can enjoy a seamless transaction in which their cryptocurrencies are converted to fiat currency in real time at the point of purchase, as well as earn up to 8% in crypto cash back on eligible purchases and enjoy zero fees on ATM withdrawals. These are pretty major features, earning crypto cash back at 8%, as well as zero fees on ATM withdrawals. That's what's up. Now, Argentina is the first country in Latin America to have the card, but MasterCard says that the plans are in place to expand to more markets. Binance is also adding support for more cryptocurrencies. Now, the Binance Argentina card is still in the beta phase at the moment, but it will be made widely available in the coming weeks. Send it. And quoting Michael Maybach again here, we can unlock the full potential of blockchain technology when we make it easier to access plus easier to use. One way we do that is by bringing crypto to everyday purchases. To make that a reality, we're working with Binance to let people to use their crypto to make purchases at 90 million plus stores that accept MasterCard. Launching this work in Argentina and plans to expand from there. What could the blockchain industry look like in five years? We're seeing Hence of that, let's fast forward into my time machine. Let's go to the year 2027. Where do you see the Bitcoin price likely to be with mass adoption for Bitcoin around the world and potentially becoming a global world reserve currency? Let me know your prediction in the comments right down below. In my opinion, anything less than a million dollars is undervalued, but you never know what fiat currency. Bitcoin has no top because fiat has no bottom facts. Now for the top three comments from the previous episode, Zane wrote, absolutely love the content. I listen to the discussion every day during my walk to get my daily crypto news updates. Thank you for the efforts you put into creating these updates for us. You're very welcome, fam. I appreciate your continued support. Hoddle. And our next featured comment comes from Freddie Jones. JV, great show today. I like how you did a recap of today's topics near the end of the show. Keep the crypto updates coming and thank you for the time and effort you put in each day to keep us informed. Hoddle, day not a fam. I'll keep it coming. And our third and final featured comment comes from F1. Great show as always, bro. People need to understand the macro environment will not improve for probably two to three years. However, Tom Luongo has explained how the Fed and central banks cartel are mostly afraid of Bitcoin since it will eventually derail 
spell the Great Reset, which it cannot be stopped, and it is the hardest money ever created by man or aliens, who knows. They will have to adopt it into their balances, and once that happens, whoa. And as you say, bro, one Bitcoin will always be one Bitcoin. The dollar is going to zero. Facts. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop a comment right down below. And to qualify to win $50 in tomorrow's $50 Bitcoin giveaway, just make sure you subscribe to the channel. Will Smith, that like button. Turn on all notifications. Drop a comment below. I'll be selecting a winner in tomorrow's episode. I wish you the best of luck. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's show. Peace.